Welcome to the Word and Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. We are about to wrap up the book of Revelations and the New Testament, guys. Yeah. Finally, we're going to finish it in this Bible study. Nice. Everybody listening along will have listened to the entire New Testament, guys. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really good. We can always go back and listen to it now on our own. When we want to hear Matthew, we can just go listen to our own podcast. Yeah. That's very good. So we're picking up today in chapter 15. So I hope you brought your Bibles, and I hope you're ready to read along with me. Let's go to verse number one. Then I saw in heaven another marvelous event of great significance. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. They were all holding harps that God had given them, and they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Which, here's the song, guys. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous deeds have been revealed. Then I looked and saw the temple in heaven, God's tabernacle, was thrown wide open. The seven angels who were holding the seven plagues came out of the temple, and they were clothed in spotless white linen with gold sashes across their chest. Then one of the four living beings handed each of the seven angels a gold bowl filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from God's glory and power. No one could enter the temple unless the seven angels had completed pouring out the seven plagues. Chapter 16 Then I heard a mighty voice from the temple say to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth, and horrible, malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped the statue. So this is talking about in the end times, guys. For everybody who's left on the earth after the rapture and all that, this is God dumping his wrath out on the earth. So listen to all the things that people are going to go through who don't worship God. It says they had sores all over their body. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse, and everything in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs, and they became blood. And I heard the angel, who had authority over all water, saying, You are just, O Holy One, who is and who always was, because you have sent three judgments. Since they shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, you have given them blood to drink. It is their just reward. And I heard a voice from the altar saying, Yes, O Lord God, the Almighty, Your judgments are true and just. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. Everyone was burned by the blast of heat, 
and they cursed the name of God, who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent from their sins and turn to God and give him glory. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plagued with darkness. His subjects grind their teeth in anguish, and they cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sores. But they did not repent from their evil deeds and turn to God. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the king from the east could march their armies towards the west without hindrance. And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. They are demonic spirits who work miracles and go out to all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God the Almighty. Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready so they do not have to walk around naked and ashamed. And the demonic spirits gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place with the Hebrew name Armageddon. So this is talking about Armageddon. The Antichrist is going to gather all of the kingdoms on earth that are left to a war against God at a place called Armageddon. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Who do you think is going to win that war? God. Yeah. The war has already been won, baby. He always wins. <laughs> Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a mighty shout came from the throne in the temple, saying, It is finished. Then the thunder crashed and rolled, and lightning flashed, and a great earthquake struck, the worst since people were placed on the earth. The great city of Babylon split into three sections, and the cities of many nations fell into heaps and rubble. So God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his furious wrath. And every island disappeared, and all the mountains were leveled. There was a terrible hailstorm, and hails weighing as much as 75 pounds fell from the sky onto the people below. They cursed God because of the terrible plague of the hailstorm. Wow, chapter 17. You hear how they just keep cursing God? Yeah. That shows you the people that are going to be left on earth. It's going to be people who really want nothing to do with God. That's terrible. Instead of repenting and seeking after him to get blessed, they're going to curse him all the way until the day of judgment. So chapter 17. One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who rules over many nations. Now, by prostitute, I'm sure in the old Greek it was actually ho. <laughs> My wife loves that joke. <laughs> who ruled over many waters. The kings of the world would committed adultery with her. And the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. So the angel took me in the spirit into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns, and blasphemies against God were written all over it. The woman wore purple 
and scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry of gold and precious gems and pearls. In her hand, she had a gold goblet filled of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. I could see that she was drunk, drunk with the blood of God's holy people who were witnesses for Jesus. I stared at her in complete amazement. Why are you so amazed? The angel asked. I will tell you the mystery of this woman and the beast with the seven heads and ten horns on which she sits. The beast you saw was once alive but isn't now. And yet he will soon come up out of the bottomless pit and go to eternal destruction. And the people who belong to this world, whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made, will be amazed at the reappearance of this beast who had died. This calls for a mind with understanding. The seven heads of the beast represent the seven hills where the woman rules. They also represent seven kingdoms. Five kings have already fallen, and the sixth now reigns, and the seventh is yet to come, but his reign will be brief. The scarlet beast that was, but is no longer, is the earthly king. He is like the other seven, and he too is headed for destruction. The ten horns of the beast are ten kings that who have not yet risen to power. They will be anointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. They will all agree to give him their power and authority. Together they will all go to war against the Lamb. But the Lamb will defeat them because he is Lord of all lords and king of all kings. That is great, guys. That's the God we serve, right? right. Yep. God of God, King of kings, Lord of lords. He shall reign forever. Yes. And his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. That's talking about us, guys. Right. Yeah, I'm going to reign with the king of kings, right? Amen. Then the angel said to me, The waters where the prostitute is ruling represent masses of people of every nation and language. The scarlet beast and his seven horns all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purpose. They will agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast, and so the word of God will be fulfilled. And this woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the world. Chapter number 18. After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout, Babylon is fallen, the great city is fallen. She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit, a hideout for every foul vulture, and every foul and dreadful animal. For all the nations have fallen because of the wine of her passionate immorality. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her because of her desire for extravagant luxury. The merchants of the world have grown rich. Then I heard another voice calling from heaven, Come away from her, my people, and do not take part in her sins, for you will be punished with her, for her sins are piled up as high as heaven, 
and God remembers her evil deeds. Do to her as she has done to others. Double her penalty for her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others, so brewed twice as much for her. She glorified herself and lived in luxury, so match it now with torment and sorrow. She boasted in her heart, I am queen on my throne. I am no helpless widow, and I have no reason to mourn. Therefore, these plagues will overtake her in a single day, death and mourning and famine. She will be completely consumed by fire, for the Lord of God who judges her is mighty. And the king of the world, who committed adultery with her and enjoyed her great luxury, will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. They will stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will cry out, How terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city. In a single moment, God's judgment came on you. The merchants of the world will weep and mourn for her, for there is no one left to buy their goods. She brought great quantities of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth, things made of fragrant thine wood ivory goods and objects made of expensive wood and bronze and iron and marble she also brought cinnamon spice incense myrrh frankincense wine olive oil fine flour wheat cattle sheep horses wagons and bodies that is human slaves the fancy things you love so much are gone they cry all your luxuries and splendor are gone forever never to be yours again. The merchants who became wealthy by selling her these things will stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will weep and cry out, How terrible, how terrible for the great city! She was clothed in finest purple and scarlet linens, decked out with gold and precious stones and pearls. In a single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone and all the captions of the merchant ships and their passengers and sailors and crews will stand at a distance. They will cry out at, as they watch the smoke ascend, and they will say, Where is there another city as great as this? And they will weep and throw dust on their heads to show their grief, and they will cry out, How terrible, how terrible for that great city! The ship owners became wealthy, by transporting her great wealth on the seas. In a single moment, it is all gone. Rejoice over her fate, O heaven, and people of God and apostles and prophets, for at last God has judged her for your sake. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone, and he threw it into the ocean and shouted, Just like this, the great city Babylon will be thrown down with violence, and will never be found again. The sound of harps, strings, flutes, and trumpets will never be heard in you again. No craftsmen and no trades will ever be found in you again. The sound of the mill will never be heard in you again. The light of the lamp will never shine in you again. The happy voices of brides and grooms will never be heard in you again. For your merchants were the greatest in the world, and you deceived the nation with your sorceries. In your streets flowed the blood of the prophets of God's holy people, and the blood of people slaughtered all over the world. Chapter number 19. 
This next part's called Songs of Victory in Heaven. So it's Victor's song in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It's my song. <laughs> yeah. So here it goes. After this, I heard what sounded like a vast crowd in heaven shouting, Praise the Lord. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. His judgments are true and just. He has punished the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality. He has avenged the murder of his servants. And again their voices rang out, Praise the Lord! The smoke from the city ascends forever and ever. Then the twenty-four elders and the twenty-four living beings fell down and worshipped God, who was sitting on the throne. They cried out, Amen! Praise the Lord! And from the throne came a voice that said, Praise our God, all his servants, all who fear him, from the least to the greatest. Then I heard again what sounded like a shout of a vast crowd, or a roar of a mighty ocean waves, or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and let us give honor to him. For the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and his bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear, for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, These are true words that come from God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said, No, don't worship me. I am a servant of God just like you and your brothers and sisters who testify about their faith in Jesus. Worship only God. Isn't that important, guys? Yeah. We worship only God. For the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. That's good, guys. The essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. That's important to remember. Then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True. And he judges firmly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. The armies of heaven, dressed in the finest of pure white linen, followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the furious wrath of God, the Almighty, like juice flowing from a wine press. On his robe, at his thigh, was written the title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Man, that's our God. He is powerful and mighty. Then... Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky, Come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings, generals, and strong warriors, of horses and their riders, and of all humanity, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet, who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, 
miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Both the beast and the false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding the white horse. And the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. That's the end of chapter 19. Nice. Yeah, now we're on to chapter number 20. Nice. Here we go. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, the old serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years was finished. Afterwards, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. They all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them, the second death holds no power. For they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. Then, when a thousand years came to an end, Satan will be let out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations called Mog and Magog. In every corner of the earth, he will gather them together for battle, a mighty army, as numerous as sand along the seashore. And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet, where they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it, the earth and the sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done. As recorded in the books, the sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Chapter number 21. Here we go. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. That's cool. That's all talking about the judgment that everybody's going to have to stand before God one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's important what we do. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was all gone. And I saw the holy city and the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. 
I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things will be gone forever. That is awesome, guys. That's what God's going to do for us. Awesome. Yeah, he's going to wipe away all of our pain, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. Nice. Yeah, we get to live with him forever in peace and happiness. Yeah. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. And I will be their God, and they will be my children. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshippers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Man, I don't want to be any of those, right guys? Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to be those. This is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who held the seven bowls containing the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come with me. I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. So he took me in the spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and sparkled like a precious stone, like jasper, as clear as crystal. The city wall was broad and high, with twelve gates guarded by twelve angels, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There were three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. The wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them were written the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked to me held in his hand a gold measuring stick to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. When he measured it, he found it was a square as wide as it is long. In fact, the length, width, and height were each 1,400 miles. Then he measured the walls and found them to be 216 feet thick, according to the human standard used by the angel. The wall was made of jasper, and the city was pure gold, as clear as glass. Saul, you love gold, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. This is where we get to go live one day. You do. I love gold and I love diamonds. Yeah. The wall of the city was built on foundation stones, inlaid with 12 precious stones. The first was jasper, the second was sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, and the sixth cornelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth brill, the ninth topaz, and the tenth chirosphere, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. Now, if I mispronounced any of those, I did it on purpose just so the audience could laugh at that, right guys? 
That's right. the, that's the only reason why I mispronounced it. I know how to pronounce every one of those words perfectly, but it wouldn't be as funny, right, guys? <clears throat> Not true. Hey, don't call me out on live broadcast. <laughs> so let's keep going. The twelve gates were made of pearls, each gate from a single pearl, and its main street was pure gold, as clear as glass. Man, the gold there is as clear as glass, guys. That's really cool. I saw no temple in the city, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb were its temple, and the city has no need for a sun or a moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. The nations will walk in its light, and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. Its gates will never be closed at the end of the day, because there is no night there. And all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Final chapter, guys. Nice. Here we go, chapter 22. Let's finish it up. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, with a fresh crop for each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. No longer will there be a curse upon anything. That's really cool, guys. So there's a tree of life that we'll all be able to get medicine from. No one will be hurt or sore or anything like that no more. Nice. Isn't that Amazing. cool? Yeah. Yeah, if you get a headache, you just go get a little bit of tree of life. Let alone if you get something really bad, like a disease. That's amazing. So let's continue. For the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him. And they will see his face, and his name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there. Hey, it says his name will be written on their foreheads. Do you think that means it's a face tattoo, Saul? (laughs) (laughs) You think there's going to be face tattoos in heaven? I think he's so famous that they want an autograph on their head. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. And there will be no night there. No need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them, and they will reign forever and ever. Then the angel said to me, Everything you have heard and seen is trustworthy and true. The Lord God, who inspires his prophets, has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. Look, I am coming soon. These are red words, guys. These are Jesus' words. Nice. He says, look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. So we're going to be blessed if we obey these, right? Yep. Yep. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers and prophets as well as all who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. Then he instructed me, Do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, 
for the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. And let the one who is holy continue to be holy. What does vile mean? Yeah, vile means like someone who's like really bad. Evil. Yeah, it's like Disgusting. really bad. Yeah. Like a demon? <laughs> yeah, demons are vile. But here we go. More red letters, guys. These are the last red letters in the whole Bible, so let's pay attention. It says, Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. Oh, I was wrong. There are more red letters. <laughs> There's two more, actually. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. The spirit of the bride say, Come. Let anyone who hears this say, Come. Let anyone who is thirsty, Come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the word of prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from the book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in this book. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, and here's the last red letters in the Bible, Yes, I am coming soon. Those are the last red letters. Then it says, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. We finished the New Testament, guys. Awesome. Yeah. That is awesome, man. I, I, I can't wait to keep going in the Old Testament, but finishing the New Testament is very important. Yeah. So let's, let's finish it with a prayer. How about that? Amen. So everybody, join in with us. All right, so bow your heads and close your eyes, and let's pray to the God of the universe. Okay, guys? Okay. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds, God. Thank you for spending some time with us in these Bible studies, Lord, as we go through your word and study it and apply it to our lives, God. Let us make your word the foundation of our life, Lord, that when the storms blow, Lord, our house will still be standing strong because it's built on the rock. We worship you, Lord. We praise you. We can't wait to be at the feast one day with you, Lord, the Lamb of the throne, Lord. We worship you and praise you. Bless everyone who listens to this book, for your word promises that you will. And we thank you so much for being a great God. We worship you and praise you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break over the summer before we jump back into the Old Testament. So check out our solo Bible studies that we're still going to be doing weekly. And then keep an eye out because coming soon, we're going to start the Old Testament. Right, guys? Yep. Yeah.
All right. Well, we love you. We can't wait to do this again with everyone. And until next time, may God bless you. Yeah. No final farewells, guys? Oh. I thought you guys always say something wild. Come on. You can't oh. end it without saying something. Peace. Adios, amigos. There we Have go. Have an amazing summer. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>